Welcome to episode 12 of Six Point Weekend. We got Ebony. Hello. We got Jonathan. Hey. We got Dave. Hello. So, later on in this episode, we're going to talk to McCall's Arboni, but first, we are have to tell you, we have to tell you, we have to, contractually obligated to tell you that we are sponsored by Tasty Beverage Company. You want all your delicious beer, go to Tasty Beverage Co. in downtown Raleigh. Um, they're open, have great hours on the weekends. Go get you some. They have a tap. You can get, you can pour yourself a fresh beer. They got Brewery Bavana on tap. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, go get you some. Oh, yeah. Just because we're contractually obligated to say this <laughs> doesn't mean we don't enjoy oh, yeah, no, saying no, no. we love them Actually, very much. We, <laughs> we're, not contra- love. we're not contractually obligated. There is no contract. <laughs> so probably, yeah. It's just like a, hey. You should check them out. Yeah. Yes, you should. We're, we, we feel obligated to let you know that we're sponsored by Tasty Beverage Company, and we are also friends of the pod at SoccerSweetTea.com. We're hashtag also brought, SNST fam. Hashtag SNST fam. We're also brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. So check them out online at bgn.fm or on Twitter at the bgnfm. All right. So we got the the niceties out of the way. We so the men have been they're on break. They're on they're just practically on holiday. Did yeah, we ever much. play again? <laughs> <laughs> not until not until the Open Cup. No, not that's the 16th, mid- and yeah. we're not playing the Cosmos. Really don't like them. <laughs> 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 didn't even make it out of the first round, so it's. It wasn't even the first round. Oh, it was, so it was preliminary rounds. It right? wasn't even like was it? It was, it was like the it was like the round you play before you play your preliminary, like yeah. um like that, like your f- practice round before you even get to like the tournament. Uh, essentially, this round is pretty much for all of the amateur NASL yeah. uh, reject teams that are looking to you know that. There's only two. Well, yeah. Well, there's three. <laughs> well, who's the third? Uh, Miami. Miami, I, Jacksonville, and, and oh, I forgot about Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, te- so technically, um, we have to remember that it was uh, New York Cosmos B, B, quote unquote, quote unquote. They, they spent like fourteen they, million in two days to try to beef up their lineup and still lost three two. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> are they gonna pull one of these? Like, well, it wasn't the Cosmos, so it doesn't count. Yeah, no, you still record. use the official Twitter account. Yep, it's yep. the Cosmos. That's what Keep I'm talking, Rocco. Keep yeah, talking. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, just love. I just love when Rocco. It's, lo- it's great when you can talk from your couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I just love the fact that like I'm sure Rocco was there and watched the game, and he's like, you could just see the old smoke out of the ears, you know, yes. like I spent so much money, why? <laughs> Uh, why? Why isn't anyone helping me? You know, like that's all I hear whenever I hear. It. <laughs> <laughs> old man yells at cloud. Yeah, old man yells at cloud. Exactly. Old Italian man yells at cloud. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the men haven't played, but the women are on a roll. Um, they played Chicago Red Stars at home um, yesterday, if you're listening to this on a Monday, uh, and still do not have a win against Chicago Red Stars in the as re- the courage. In the regular season. In the regular season. We did beat them that one time. The one time that counted. Yeah. The one that counted more than any. So, 1-1 one, one draw. Mm, yeah. Sam Kerr was Sam Kerr. Sam, well, duh. Yeah, Sam Kerr is always Sam Kerr. Yeah, that's, that's all. That's, that's all I got. It's like, funny. That's the worst thing about it is that every time you have to go up against Sam Kerr, you realize, oh yeah, she's Sam Kerr. She, so of course she, she's going to score against the run of play. She it good. just happens. She I mean, good. that handball didn't help either. But we're yeah. not going to talk about that. Not going to talk about that. No. No, it's just funny because we all, all five of us, predicted one nil Courage win, which on paper sounded like a really good idea. Um, <laughs> it also almost sounded insulting because like. If you check yeah. the stats after the game, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like, but at the same time, like, we knew how dangerous Sam Kerr was. This is our first game back for the Red Stars. Uh, yeah, like first course, full game back, and, and of course she scores. Why not? But she was not the best player on the pitch for Chicago. That no, is amazing. Uh, not close. even close. Because here's the thing: because the Courage had 42 shots in this game, but re- and re- repeat 15, number 42. <laughs> there we, thank you. They they. they they basically shattered the this year's single season, like the single season record, single game record for this season, which you know they hold two, three, four, and five <laughs> yeah, for yeah. that. We love, we love to shoot. Yeah, they they and they had fifteen shots on goal, but somehow Alyssa Nair turned into World Cup Tim Howard. How Tim Tim like, <laughs> How what? like look, we were talking beforehand that that she's obviously up for save of the week. Saves, saves of the like week. what all four say. All four. four candidates should just be a different save of a <laughs> yeah. listener. Yeah, yeah. They, they have four on the highlight reel, like and they're the all one from Crystal, the one from Dabinia, the one from McCall, and then there was one she tipped over the bar from yeah. someone. Sam, she Sam. tipped one from yeah. Sam over the bar. 
choose one. She will never have a better game than like that in her life. Good God, no. So, I mean, you used but it I, up. But No, I, I, you know what? Can't. I, I can't she have can't, that. You can't say that because there's a good possibility she could have a game like that in 2019, which is what we actually want yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. in like, France. I, mean, I, need, I need her to yeah. do that like 16 more times. For the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. For the U.S., but not necessarily against the courage. No, yeah. you can stop that now. Yeah, you can stop that. You so Dave was saying 42 shots, but only 15 were on goal. Well, so, there's a lot of blocks in there. A lot of blocks. There were a lot yeah. of blocks. Anything and that's anywhere near the goal is considered a shot. Yeah, so, and they which just, is crazy. They just clogged the the box. I mean, we had we had no chance, and they knew what they were doing. Um, but yeah, like we seem to dominate just about every statistical category. I know I've said before that stats don't matter. They don't. Well, here the only stat that matters is the end of the game. Exactly. Here is one the stat box, that that should give us all a lot of encouragement. The courage have uh, taken. Encouragement. <laughs> Encouragement, yes. <laughs> the Courage have taken five points from losing positions this so far this season in three games. Yeah. They've only been in losing positions in three games, and they've taken five points from those games. I that When you have a team like that that has the kind of resiliency mm. to be able to come back and just keep plugging away until they do get the comeback, and in this case it was, I believe, our guest, McCall Zerboni, yep. who got it in the 86th minute. It was a great ball um, in from a free kick. Um, it went over to Abby Ursek. Abby one-timed it over, and McCall one-timed it into the net. Just volleyed it straight in. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the few kicks where someone finally kicked it where Alyssa Nair wasn't. Yeah. Right. And, which was, was a real challenge in this game. She, she wasn't ready for that shot. I mean, it was no. like six yards away. I mean, and McCall just like, I mean, her leg was practically parallel with the ground. She she just like side-footed that thing right in, and it, it looked beautiful. I mean, uh, Alyssa Nair had like a, it was a world-class day for her. Because yeah, yeah, she got yeah. to, like, Davinia had a great shot that was basically in the corner. Yeah. And Alyssa Nair got down for it. Like, as soon as she saved it, I just kind of had to, like, sit down for a second. Yeah, I was like, it's just, it's I was that like, it's that kind of day. Fine. Whatever <laughs> then. Be that way, Alyssa. <laughs> fine. <laughs> Whatever. But, but, uh, as, as you'll hear later on, is like, um, as McCall would say, that there will be a day, there will be a game that we're going to win eight nothing. Mm. And all of these shots are going to go in. Like, we, I think we've said that for a couple of weeks, and I, I firmly believe that. that it, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. And hopefully that will be in Portland in September. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be good. That'd be nice. I'll be okay with that. So we're, we're, still, we're still looking good. In the, I think we're still seven points. On, we're seven uh, points clear. Ahead and, and, you know, everybody. Game in hand, too. Well, a game in hand against Chicago. We, right. Seattle has two we're, games in hand against us, and they are tied for second. Right. Yeah. So, um, so kind of transitioning a little bit, we... We had a hand in the Courage Donut from Rise. Yeah, yeah donuts. Yeah, donuts. <laughs> uh, which was a really cool thing they did. I was kind of shocked that they were um, still doing it. Uh, but they had a really cool promotion. If you bought a donut on uh, on Friday and then again the day of uh, the Red Stars match, they basically you got a, a, a free ticket to the game. Like a $2 donut got you in. Uh, I think it was a North Stand ticket. So that's why you saw many people in the North Stand. So This they, was a fantastic promotion, uh -huh. and they need to do it again. And uh, Rise, if you're listening, please expand said donut to other stores yes, so Durham. that it will come to the Rise that is closer to me. Please oh. and thank you. This isn't about you, Jonathan. Uh, no, but it, it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> I want that Rise Courage Donut in the Durham Rise location. In Durham, right in Briar Park. Creek. Briar Creek. Cary. Uh, Cary. There's a million Rise locations. In Savannah. <laughs> there is one. Okay. There uh, is one in Savannah, right? transition. Yeah. All right. So I was talking about Rise Donuts. I have a friend that well, at the time was um, living in Savannah. And I was just talking about Rise and says, you guys have a Rise there? I'm like, you have a Rise? <laughs> Why do you have a rise? I'm sorry, that's the you North. Get a rise. And, you get a rise. and I was actually, you get a rise. I was actually going to go there during my last trip, but of course, as you know, they close at two thirty. Yeah. Yeah. I was on Broughton or, Street at two forty-five. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 their hours kind of stink, but it it is essentially a, a breakfast. place. It's a brunch place. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, they so. do. Donuts um, and biscuits. I, said? I, I was down in Savannah in October when I first saw the Rise sign on the back <laughs> of one of the pedicabs, and I was just like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Rise is expanding. What a lovely yeah, so surprise. It's, it's Rise on. is going to be all over the South like Bojangles before long. Oh, snap. It's on, it's on Broughton Street next to the Coffee Fox, which is also a place that you need to go to when you're in Savannah. Boom. All right. There's a little, little tidbit along, for you. Al along with the uh, Prohibition Why Museum. 
There's a pro. Oh, in Savannah? Yeah, of in course Savannah. there would be. Why are we going to Georgia anyway? Yeah. Okay, Savannah is good. Savannah is nice. Savannah, Savannah is very good. Savannah, Savannah is, nice. is a nice town. But it's also near Atlanta. And went to mm. It is nowhere near Atlanta. Oh, actually, Atlanta. it's nowhere near Atlanta. When I, sure it is. It's in the same state. In the same state. Which, is, which <laughs> makes it bad. Like, getting getting you, back <laughs> into this, I just want to say I went to the Prohibition Museum uh, one weekend when I was down there with my wife, and we got so drunk. <laughs> Well, you have to that prohibit was, this. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you thought. Did you know they, you couldn't drink here? <laughs> One point? What was that about? Uh, so, yeah, go go to Savannah, go to the Rise of Savannah, support support your local donut shop in a, two states away. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Rise, if you are listening, uh, for making the Courage Donut happen. Everyone was really happy, and I hope you guys make that a regular, and I hope they are everywhere. Uh, at all the locations. I'm sure the people in Savannah will be like, what the hell is this donut? <laughs> um, yeah. So we saw something on uh, Twitter, I think today, that the uh, the smoke company that makes essentially all the smoke that people, all the sports groups that buy smoke, they yeah. buy it from this one company, Enola Gay. And they, they posted on Twitter that, like, we're going to do everything we can to make sure that the idiotic, or, or what did they say? Keep smoke out of the hands of idiots that use them in and around football games. Huh? Where your fa- where your whole clientele? Yeah. If if you are gonna say no football fans can use the smoke, well then good luck. What you're what out of we, business. Yeah. What? Uh, like President of- Erdogan would rest arrest these men if they were in Turkey. <laughs> yeah. Like it's <laughs> who else uses smoke? That's what else? What other events do you use smoke at? I I don't know. Like weddings. I, I, <laughs> what are you going to? I don't know. Why go to that wedding? The shittiest weddings. I guess ones that involve smoke now, because <laughs> that's uh, all we got for. I should have done that. That's a really good idea. No pyro, no, no party. party. Yeah. So three think you, uh, and it's great. They got ratioed on Twitter. Of course, like the ratio time. was probably horrid. Like the comments. Are great. I think St. Louis had a good one. It's like, oh, cool. So do you not like money? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, so you just you wanted to go out of business, you just didn't know how. Yeah, this well, this but if that, way. if that happens, you know, Drake did write a song about that. Free smoke, free smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Drake song for everything. It's a Drake song for everything. <laughs> Bronze playing. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, to really quick update, because we haven't done it in the past couple of weeks, uh, because we took a took a week off and we just kind of lost track of things. We did some picks. Yeah. Uh, and the, since the men were playing, we did a couple of USL games. Uh, as thanks, predict- USL. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so, as predicted, we all kind of did not so hot. Uh, Dave is still leading the pack with 15 points. KP at negative 5. Ebony at negative 5. Jonathan at negative 20. And Chuck at negative 25. <laughs> I'm about to hit triple digits, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ebony so had a perfect actually, score, though. So, what, um, what you don't know and what everybody here doesn't know is that the rules are actually going to change pretty soon and that closest to zero is going to win. It. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> so, trying, to, trying to stay at par. Yeah, <laughs> yeah even par. If, yeah. You get, if you get the actual retail picks without going over, <laughs> <laughs> you get enough chips to play Plinko. Yes. There you go. Um, yeah, so Ebony got a perfect score of the Rain versus Thorns match. Thank you, Good Rain. Good for you. Uh, but everyone else needs to do better, <laughs> <laughs> especially me. That rain, that rain game negated all the bad things that USL did to my score. Yeah, but so. like, but at least you, you, at least you hit zero for the for the week. You know, it's better than everyone else. It's rare that anybody has a positive uh, week, but who knows? Uh, all right, so we're gonna take a break. And that was a really quick first half because the bulk of this is going to be McCall. And she had a lot of really cool things to say. And so we're going to give her all she the was time. A, she, she was amazing. She was great. Of she's, course she's she amazing. was. She was. Come on, guys. Of course she was. She's McCall's or Um So we'll see you guys after the break. Our sponsor's Tasty Beverage Company in downtown Raleigh is having an event with Barrel Culture from Durham. This Friday, May 11th at 5 p.m., their specialty is a crazy artisanal fruit ale. It sounds delicious. So if I were you, I would head over this Friday and try them from the tap or the bottle or both. That's Tasty Beverage Company, tastybeverageco.com. All right, on the line with us, we have North Carolina Courage starting midfielder, 
let's go ahead and say U.S. Women's National Team regular. Let's, 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 let's speak it into existence. Let's yes, let's, let's speak it. it into existence. We speak many things into existence here. We must speak this in as well. McCall. <laughs> Thank you so much, very much for 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 coming on tonight. It's uh, I understand that like this is y'all's day off, so we always appreciate y'all making time for the fans. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, so let's just let's just jump in. So you're from California. You went to UCLA and played for the LA Soul in your rookie season for the WPS. Now that's taking it back a few years. Then you head to Atlanta and then New York in 2011 or 2009 and 2010. How big a culture shock was it to not only go across the country, but out to two big cities at the same time? Yeah, I think that's the really unique thing about the NWSL is that our country is so big and large and that the regions are all very different and have different cultures. I feel like, you know, maybe over in Europe or other places, um, you know, the countries are smaller and don't have that big of dynamic or um, big stretches to travel across. You know, most other teams and other leagues, they take buses to all their away games. You know, we're hopping on flights, um, you know, flying five or six hours with a layover in between. So yeah. I think, um, you know, the biggest part was, you know, the travel and the body and kind of kind of learning the time change and how to take care of your body with flights and elevation and hydration and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, how to become a professional really quickly. Um, but as far as me moving away, yeah, of course, it was a, it was a huge jump, you know, it was, it was almost like a world I didn't know about, but I loved it. I soaked up every second of it because I love learning. I, I love absorbing other people and um, different different cultures and the way people live and stuff like that. So in a way, it kind of made me feel alive. It was like, oh, my gosh, there's a whole different place out there that I don't know about it. Let's go find out about it. So I really, really enjoyed it, and it really sparked me. Awesome. McCall, you've played under Paul Riley in both Portland, uh, up in New York, and now here. Um, how has your game improved uh, under him at each team? Honestly, he has been the difference for me. Um, I could probably get a little teary-eyed when I speak about him. Um, <laughs> Us too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we love yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, not only is he, in my opinion, the best coach in the world, but first and foremost, he's a phenomenal man. Like He's mm. a very, very amazing human being. And it's really easy to play for somebody like that where I know that they mean well, um, that they just want the best of everybody, that he just wants the best out of me, that he just wants to see me grow and improve and enjoy my life. And um, I trust him so much, and we just have a really, really good relationship um, because from day one, um, I just had a really great energy from him. And I, I love this training session. I love the way he managed players, um, and I love what he was about. And so I was completely bought in and, um, you know, as soon as I was sold on day one, I just kept on buying and buying and buying day in and day out after that. And, you know, it's really paid off for me. So, you know, when you invest in something and you get a return in it, you know, it's just in, in anything in life, you know, you're, you're happy to be doing it and happy to be a part of it. He really sparks that kind of loyalty in a lot of his players, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He, he sets a standard that everybody must live up to. No matter who you are, no matter what your name is, no matter what your experience is, you must live up to that standard. And if you're not there yet, he'll he'll put time in to get you to that standard. And if you you are there, that he'll he'll force you to keep you there and not let you take any days off or or nap at any moment or anything like that. Like he he is the reason that we are everything that we are, and he is just. I mean, I wish you guys could live a day in our in our life. Like honestly, he he is just. I'm so grateful to know him and. Whenever someone comes into our into our team, like I'm like I look at them and I just smile and I'm like, You are about to get the best experience <laughs> of your life. <laughs> you know, like you have no idea like how lucky you are right now. <laughs> and you just take them in and you put them under your wing and, and you let them flow and, and eventually they get it and, and you know they're happy too. So it's it's just a really cool thing to be a part of. Oh, that's such good that's so good to hear. We're all like yes. nodding our head and just going, <laughs> Yes, yes. We're we're very lucky to have him here. Yeah. So you played in um, two of the USASD one women's league, the WPS and the NWSL. Um, while you've been a part of the leagues, how have you seen uh, the women's league structure change, and what improvements do you think can be made going forward? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been a part of um, two very different leagues, right? So the WPS was very loose 
um, very free. There was no salary cap. There was no salary minimum. Um, you know, the owners had a lot of freedom and control. Um, there was no backbone to the league. There was no U.S. soccer in there creating a foundation. There was none of that. So, um, you know, I, I, as much as I enjoyed my experience and learned so much from that, and it, I, I think it, you know, was bound to fail. It was just, it was just a little bit too loose. And, um, you know, now that we have that in Basel, obviously it's, it's a very um, drastic transition um, between, say, the WPS and um, the Basel. But when you know it's for longevity, you're so you're so about it, and you're so bought in. You know, you're willing to put in the sacrifice, and you're and you're willing to do what it takes. And you're willing to abide by the rules and the, you know, and the limits that are put into place because you know it's to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so when you realize that and you learn that. Um, you know, it's a it's a really cool thing to be a part of because you realize you're about growth. You know, it's it's not like starting one year where we're at where we want to be. No, we're starting somewhere and we're all going to grow and move together and we all have to be in this together. And so I think it's created a very positive unity within the league and in the team and the teams, which I didn't necessarily see before in the WPS. I feel a very large sense of togetherness and unity in the end of the cell, which really brings me a lot of joy. And obviously, is a recipe for success. Um, so the Courage is currently undefeated and seven points clear, at the top of the table. Beautiful goal yesterday. Yeah, thank you, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, but in um, most post-game interviews, um, several players um, have said that there is still room for improvement. Uh, improvement. Uh, what's the one thing you feel the team needs to work on to keep improving and to keep that that run going? Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. I mean, any any team who gets 42 chances on goal, um, the percentage of that ball crossing the white line should be higher, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, top strikers in the world, you know, they'll, they'll maybe get, uh, you know, three chances in a game. Um, you know, unfortunately, our strikers are creating probably 10 chances per themselves every time, which is a positive thing. Um, I think we can, we can learn a little bit of more um, finesse um, you know, I, I think finishing is, is something that we just got to figure out, you know, and, and sometimes the ball just doesn't fall your way. You know, a, a positive thing to take from it is that we are we are getting beyond the half. We are getting in line. We are getting these opportunities on goal. Um, and, you know, a little bit of them are unlucky. We're hitting the post a lot. We're hitting the crossbar a lot. But I, I think that that world-classness, that, that extra touch, that extra finesse is something that we can really work on. That cheek, I call it cheek. So it's kind of that savviness of a striker and of our attacking players to, to find a way to get it in the back of the net and cross that white line. Um, but other than that, you know, it's, it's the responsibility of myself and everybody else. You know, everybody's got to have the ability to, to create goals and score goals, and somebody's got to step up and take responsibility. And, you know, we have so much attacking dynamic and, and talent on the team that, we you know, we could be burying these teams 4 or 5 6 zero. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but, again, you know, we're only in game seven, you know, and we're getting better every single game, and that, that's, that's been very obvious and very clear. So we just keep progressing in, in this way. You know, we are going to eventually be scoring four, five, six goals in a, in a game. So. And we would go crazy in the stands when you do. We'd, we'd no, do. you would. It makes us pumped because we want to score these goals for you guys to go nuts. <laughs> well, and actually, Ebony, Ebony, before uh, we were um, getting ready, we were kind of just we were just casually looking at your stats online uh, for this season, and we noticed that your return rate for shots on goal is fifty percent. Yeah. So maybe you need to be shooting more. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Uh, I'm just well, saying. Well, a, a really, a really thing that I'm excited about um, is that you know having Sam Mewis back in the lineup. You know, obviously, um, we have a, a really great relationship and a, and a duo going on that we've worked on for the past two and a half, three years. Um, a great thing about her is not only is she the best midfielder in the world, but also her ability to set me free to go forward. You know, mm-hmm. um, her range of passing, her distance she can cover, her speed. Um, you know, just her physical presence. You know, and her ability to able to hold down the middle of the park and just kind of sit in front of our center backs if ever I want to go forward. So, you know, she gives me that freedom if I do pick off a ball or what have you that I'm able to run with it, and I feel free to do that. And I know that she'll kind of hold me down the back, and we have a very great understanding of each other. So, you know, inserting her back into the mix is a really helpful thing for me as far as going forward and attacking. Awesome. So, 
you uh, so nothing compares to Portland yet. I mean, we'll, we'll be honest. Nothing compares to Portland yet in terms of support. Uh, I mean, they show up for all the men's and all the women's games, but it's it's getting there. Like overall, how do you compare the support in Raleigh to other places that you've played? Either you know, just as a as an away uh, player or just as uh, as a player in in that home stadium. How does Raleigh compare to the support in Raleigh? How does it compare to other uh, teams in the NWSL? You know, obviously the numbers don't lie. Of course, other stadiums are are getting bigger numbers than we are in Cary, but. For me, the biggest thing that I noticed, especially very, very straight away last year, is that the the intelligence and the passion of people in the triangle that understand football and our supporters, they really, really get it. They really understand it. They understand the small nuances of soccer and they know the oohs and ahs. They know, you know, the good moves and the things that are difficult to do on the field. They know when to cheer and the things to appreciate. And so for me, it doesn't really matter the number. It matters the passion and the intensity and the understanding of the game. And I think that we absolutely have that here to match any other stadium or any other club in this, in this league right now, because you guys and our other supporters, like they really understand what we're doing out there and they can really appreciate, you know, the way that we play and, and they're able to bring that energy to us. And, you know, it exudes to us on the field. And that's what inspires, you know, I, I call you guys our 12th man, you know, like, once you have a great supporters group behind you and you feel them rooting you on and pushing you on through difficult moments, it's like having an extra man on the field because it's that extra oomph, that extra pump. And because you guys are so intelligent, you understand the game and you're appreciative of it, that gives us so much more energy and love and inspiration that you'll ever know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So you've been here, uh, McCall, for two seasons now. Um, tell me about some places that you enjoy visiting um, any particular breweries or restaurants or such that you just absolutely love? Yeah, you know, um, I really enjoyed downtown. Um, you know, obviously, uh, top ten restaurants that was just rated was uh, Brewery Bavana and Vina Monda. Uh, oh, she knows. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she knows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a chance to meet him a couple months ago. He's a very nice guy, very humble, very hardworking. So I really appreciate him. For, you know, local businesses like that. Oh, cool. Um, you know, so I'm super pumped on that. And obviously, he's been recognized nationally. So that's super cool, like Raleigh Pride, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still exploring a lot. So, honestly, anytime you guys want to give me some inside information or things I want to check out, I would love to. Um, you know, I've been exploring Durham a little bit, getting to Chapel Hill, you know, trying to see all those other areas that kind of encompass the whole triangle. So, just kind of want to be a local and live in the life. So shoot me any recommendations you guys have. <laughs> All right. Jonathan's got some. I was recently blessed by the eggplant fries at Pie Pushers, and that's a thing that you need to have in your life. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. I'll write it down right now. Honestly, as far as because uh, – so Dave lives in Durham. For now. For now. Uh, I live in Durham. And Jonathan works in Durham. Works in Durham. So we're, we're all pretty familiar with the area. There's a really cool place that just opened. I'm going give to a, give a nice shout out to them. Um, it's called County Fair. And Jonathan agrees with me. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, it's just giant kind of barn. It's kind of in the middle of, of Durham. It's like in an old neighborhood in Durham. It's really cool. They're going to open up their kitchen. It's going to be a lot of like traditional fair foods, so like a lot of fried food. But they always have food trucks there every single day, at least three different food trucks every day. And there's beer like crazy. You know, you can get any kind of drink you want, basically. You can get it there. So, Dude, how fun. I love that. Yeah. The Courage should just take a – if you all got a day, go drive to Durham, go to County Fair. You won't be disappointed. We should just go vibe out one day for sure. Heck, yeah. Thanks for the insight. Oh, I appreciate yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> so there's a campaign right there um, going on right now. Hashtag McCall her up. Uh, we started it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hashtag ours. McCall yeah, her up. We started it. And uh, you've been playing really well. Two player of the week awards and made team of the month. What would it mean to you to play a World Cup qualifier, especially here in this stadium? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, when I was a younger girl, the, the way um, – I officially fell in love with the game was um, when I attended the 99 um, World Cup when Brandy Chastain hit the final PK and then ripped off her shirt and ran around. Um, obviously, I, I was there at the game. And, um, wow, that you were just, there? Yeah, I was there. Oh, so, 
that moment completely <laughs> captured me and, and completely real completely reeled me in. So, um, you know, to to be able to play in a World Cup or play in Olympics and, you know, be on those main world stages would mean everything to me. However, I'm I'm very um I'm very happy and content with my role here at the Courage and um, you know, I'm a, I'm a very pleasant person and I just try to focus on the people around me and, and the community and the lives that I can affect around me. And this is my, this is my role, my opportunity right now to play for the courage. And, you know, I just focus on, on being the best player I can for this club and to put in a good shift, you know, every single day and every single weekend, um, to make our supporters and our club and everybody proud. So that's kind of where my focus is. You know, that's all, that's all I can really worry about. And, um, you know, I don't want to think too far ahead or, you know, try to let other things or, or worries bog me down. I'm, I'm really just happy, content, and focused on, you know, doing a good job for the courage and um, enjoying my experience here. So That's fair. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we also opened it up to uh, fans to ask a couple questions. Um, so Drew um, asked, uh, what is one thing that any of your two teammates and yourself including um, included uh, does better than anyone else? Like, you know, it's a stacked midfield. You got Dabinia, O'Sullivan, Mewis, Hamilton, Crystal Dunn plays midfield sometimes. Like, how do you all work together with all those different talents? Yeah, I think that's the best thing about our squad is that we're so talented that, you know, every time we go to start a game, the 11 that we put on the field is, is the best 11 for the day. However, there's still probably one, two, three, four, or five players down the line that are just as good enough to start, but maybe it's not that day or maybe it's not that lineup or maybe, you know what I mean, maybe it's not that formation. And so that's what's almost scary about us is that we can put our 11 out for the day and still have other good players that can still create our best 11. So, um, you know, I think we're the deepest roster in the league, which I, I'm very proud of. And, you know, that's a big part of, you know, our training every day, our mentality, our culture, and everybody's bought in. You know, everybody that, that comes to train with us every single day, believes in what we're doing, wants to get better, and, and takes their role for the week. And that shifts and that changes. And, you know, sometimes we call on other people and other people need to, you know, take a seat or take a, take a step back and then their time to step up, you know, and, and that, um, fluidity and that flexibility is, is really is the strength of our group. And so it's really exciting to see, um, the way people handle that. It, it takes a lot of maturity and we have quite a young group. So, um, you know, to see those players handle it well and, and blossom in those moments is, is really exciting for me. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, so what made you, so Haley on Twitter asked, what made you decide to be part of playing for pride besides Austin Deleuze winning personality, of course? Um, yeah. Well, Austin's awesome. And, uh, you know, he's a good guy and I always, always want to support him in whatever he's doing. But uh, I'm a big believer in unity and community. And um, communion is um, acceptance of all walks of life and from people all over the world with all different beliefs and views and, and interests and likes. And, um, the best thing about creating communion and community is those dynamics and is those differences. And that's what creates the beauty of it. And so I am down to support anyone and be a part of any group that I can. And, um, you know, people being different <laughs> is what makes us who we are. And sometimes for people, it's difficult to accept what's different, but that's, you know, what makes this world go around. And so, for me, you know, I just want to highlight those people that are different than me and have something to offer my life. And, um, you know, I just really appreciate people who are just, you know, bright stars and, and live their life out loud. And that's kind of the way that I live. So I just really appreciate that and I want to support that. And um, my little brother is um, a part of the LGBTQ community as well. So, you know, it's obviously another reason that I'm close to it as well. So um, I'm proud to do it and I'm happy to do it for our community. Great. Awesome. Yay. This next question comes from Justin, and fair warning, Justin's questions are usually trouble. Um, but this, <laughs> this, this is when I have fairly strong opinions about myself. This was fun. So you get to choose one superhero to join the Courage. Who do you pick and why? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. She would swoop right into our squad just because I low-key feel like everyone on our team is already a, a, a Wonder Woman in their own way. So I feel like if she walked into our locker room and was like, hi, like, I'm Wonder Woman, nice to meet you. That's like, <laughs> she'd be like, pound girl, join the crew. You know what I mean? Like, just right in. We got you. <laughs> so 
So I think you slide right in. Yeah. Awesome. Do y'all have one? Do you have? A, do you got? Do you See, have opinions my, about this? I I I do. Um, I would go with Jean Grey of the X Men for a couple of reasons. Number one. <laughs> the ball is always going to go where she thinks it will. Uh, mm, and yeah, number sure. two, no matter how many times she gets sent off, she finds her way back. <laughs> that, is, that is clever. I like that. Good cheek. Thanks. <laughs> I like the Wonder Woman answer, too. Though. Well, That's I mean, both, good to, both so answers work. Both though. answers are good. Yeah, yeah. So this question uh, comes in from Simon. Uh, he says, you know, we've all heard the national anthem, you know, thousands of times. What's the biggest difference when you're hearing it when you were about to play at the international level? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, my, my first cap, I was on the sidelines for the, for the, for the national anthem. Um, for me, um, you know, a big part of my life is my relationship with God and, um, you know, serving others. So, you know, every time the national anthem plays, I put my head down and, and I pray. Um, I pray for everybody on the field to be healthy and to be safe and to be injury-free. Uh, I pray for everyone in the stadium to enjoy their experience and, and to be happy when they leave. Um, and um, I just pray for the sport to grow and uh, for people to love and appreciate women's soccer and, and to, you know, expand our our platform to inspire people. You know, the bigger the sport gets, the more and more ability we, we have to, you know, infect lives and, and create some positive change around our communities and around the nation. So um, that's the biggest thing for me. Um, National Anthem is always the same, no matter what jersey I'm wearing. It's all about the prayers that we have for, for the, the communities and the nation. All right. Um, so Jonathan, different Jonathan on Twitter asked, um, what are your thoughts on VAR? Uh, should the NWSL adopt it? And then Jeopardy or Rule of Fortune? <laughs> yes. Did you see her pull me down in the penalty spot last game? Yes, I want the <laughs> We see it. My God. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I think truly the referees have a very difficult job. It, mm. it, it really is harder than people think. Um, you know, it's, it's all discretion. It's, it's all it's all to them. It's a really difficult job. So I, I honestly think that VAR would help them. You know, it helps eliminate mistakes, it would almost have an extra, you know, pair of eyes, um, you know, and I think it would um, level out the playing field a little bit, but then again, that's also a good part of the game as well, you know, it's, it's like, you know, the referee's going to have a good day or a bad day, and the game may fall your way, it may not, you know, and, and that, you know, there's the errors of human beings, and that's going to happen, and that's kind of what creates the excitement and the lows and, and the ups of, of sports, so, um, but yes, I, I would definitely say VAR in the, in the female game would be good. <laughs> So the other part of that question was Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Oh, Jeopardy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's no I, contest. I, you know? <laughs> um, so in the eyes of a player uh, such as yourself, what can su we as supporters do to make the game day rock for y'all just a little bit more? You guys are awesome. Like, like the energy that you create behind that one goal is just like, and especially if we know that we're going towards it in the first half, I'm like, all right, let's pull early goals. Or if we're going to the second <laughs> half, it's like, no matter what happened, like we're going to get at this half. You know what I mean? Like you guys, you guys give us that, you know, those waves of energy. Um, you know, just eventually seeing that whole area filled, you know, and I think yeah. that will happen, you know, the yeah. more and more you guys can talk about it and grab your friends or meet people in the coffee shop and say, hey, you know, come sit by us, check this out, and just kind of grow grow those stands and fill every seat. But, um, you know, I, like I said, eventually that will happen because more and more people will catch on and we'll be able to fill those seats. And, um, you know, I'd like to think that every time people come to a Courage game, they fall in love with it and, and they'll want to come back. And you guys are a big, big part of that. You know, you create that love. You, you create that environment. So thank you very much for all you guys do, really. Oh, shucks. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for what you do as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So, you and uh, Ebony are both uh, Manchester United fans. Glory, glory. Yeah. <laughs> Here First we go. off, we know we know Paul Riley's a Liverpool supporter. How much that stick, How much stick does he give you for for being a Man United fan? Honestly, you guys, there's some days that I have to show up to training and literally put my imaginary helmet on because I know he's going to be packing this Liverpool stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially now. I'm like, yeah. pads on. It's coming at you today. Like, anytime Liverpool wins, many other ties or loses, like, he has all these memes pulled up. Oh, my God. Wow. 
all these things, and he just comes at me. So I've learned to take, like, good Liverpool abuse, but I've also learned to, like, get good Man United ammo. So I'm in the process of recruiting other players on my team to become Man United fans. I'm almost before I'm bribing them. So... I just, I just need some help, you know. I just, I just need some arsenal behind me, and we, we can get out of. Well, not, <laughs> no, you don't want arsenal behind. No, no. <laughs> not literally. I don't, not literally. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> They're always behind us. It doesn't even matter. Oh, oh. Nice one. Yeah. yeah, KP's not here, so we can totally say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, what are your thoughts on uh, United season this year? Because I know that oh. a lot of people have had mixed feelings about it. They're oh. they're in second place second in the league. Yeah, they're yeah, second in the league. But like, mm. you know, we're sitting in good standings. But I agree with the mixed feelings. I think we've been really hot and cold. And I think games that we absolutely should have put to bed, we let slip from us. And I think that's just like a lack of mentality. Like we'll still have to play Brighton or West Brom and these teams that we think are a lot lower than us, and and not be like mentally cued in. And I think they're able to you know sneak one in on us when they should have been a lot stronger and just approached every game like we are playing Liverpool, like we are playing Man City, you know? Mm. So I've been a little bit disappointed with their approach and their mentality. But, you know, we've been able to, to squeeze out a few wins and, and last-minute ties. And, you know, it's been uh, there's been a lot of thrilling games, I must say that. You know, a lot of, like, goals in the last five minutes, which has been super exciting. But I do a little bit better when we're up, you know, a few goals and I'm just <laughs> chilling. You know, sip, sipping my tea, watching the game. So. <laughs> I mean, we we lo- we beat Chelsea two one and then lost to Brighton. Was yeah. that was that what right. happened? Yeah, right. That's a patented like, Jeremy that's Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> the magic of Absolutely. Chris Hutton. <laughs> How much longer do you think Jose Mourinho has at the club? Two years. You know, that's a really interesting concept because for me, it's been really hard to love him. I think mm. he's a little bit rough around the edges. And <laughs> everybody, everybody totally agrees with you right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm still finding ways to love him, but I may come around. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I'll love him when he's gone. Like, he's done great work for us, but... <laughs> he, he has, he's in his third year, right? And he's he, not won a trophy. He, he does He he's does won that. FA Cup. He, FA Cup. He really? goes... Oh, he's won the League Cup. He's won the Europa League. He's got a That's shot true. at the FA Cup now. Uh, oh, there is that. So, McCall, take heart in knowing that Jose Mourinho, after three seasons, he just moves on. So... Are you, are you? This is third season. This, this is gonna be his third season. Okay, yeah. So maybe after this season, next season is his third you might season. get your wish. You know. <laughs> All right, so question for you here. If you had a $1 million bonus, what's the first thing that you buy? Uh, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't buy anything. I, I would either uh, donate it to a charity of my choice um, or distribute it evenly to my family or people in need. That's oh, the responsible that's answer. That's Darian bought an island, so. <laughs> yeah. get, on, get on Darian if you didn't hear her podcast when she came on. Like, yeah, she she, she gave a baller answer. She, she went ball <laughs> on an island. I don't know. She had like a boat and an island, to, and a boat to get to the yeah, island. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need, yeah. <laughs> all right, so you get a free plane ticket to anywhere in the world for a week. Where do you go? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, somewhere tropical for sure. I think, you know, for the past 10 years playing ball, I obviously missed the summer. Um, you know, I haven't had a free summer in 10 years. So um, I would love to go somewhere that's super tropical and I'm laid back, getting some sunshine, laying on the beach, like doing that whole bit. So I'd imagine something like Fiji or, you know, something super exotic and far away and beachy like that. Darien's Island. Yeah, Darien's yeah, Island. Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> if you could go back and so we're just these are just silly fun questions now in case you couldn't tell. Uh, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with someone, who would it be and why? John Wooden. Um, oh. I'll never forget. He was nine years old. Uh, we were sitting in Polyville at UCLA and he came to speak to us about six months before he passed away. Oh. Um, he wasn't able to have any personal conversations um, just because he was very low on energy and already on his way out. But um, for the 30 minutes that he spoke to to an auditorium full of all the student athletes at UCLA, um, he just completely touched my heart. And obviously, you guys know the tradition and legacy that he's left. He's one of the most amazing people and, um, you know, prominent sports people in the world. So if I could actually, like, sit down and have a cup of coffee with him and, like, pick his brain and, you know, talk to him, um, one-on-one, that would just be an enormous blessing. 
Oh, wow, that's a great answer. I would not have, yeah. The UCLA connection, it runs deep. Yes, it does. Deep. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, without naming any names, or unless you really want to, um, do you have any really good stories from the training ground, away days, locker room, that sort of thing? Again, I literally wish you guys could just sit, on, sit in with us for a day. We have the funniest, most charismatic, like, group in the world we have so much fun like we joke around like our life is a dance party like mixed with like the most like motivated like awesome like respectful individuals like it's like a beautiful balance but um one thing that we do is like probably five out of seven days a week when we show up to training we all gather up before we begin and we make someone tell a joke um so Every every day we start training off with somebody telling a joke, and Paul says, "Does anybody have a joke today?" Um, and sometimes people are like, "Oh, I have one!" Like they practice one, right? Um, so lately, our strength and conditioning coach, Mike Young, who works at Athletic Lab, he's an amazing sports scientist. Um, he's been super quiet for the past year and a half, but it was last week that he stood up and he was like, "I have one," and we were like, "Oh my gosh!" First of all, Mike is speaking. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, he's stepping in and he has a joke and the joke he told was like so out of character and so funny. We had people rolling on the floor. So that's like my latest enjoyment of, you know, just kind of seeing people blossom and like coming to themselves in a like very like stroking and positive environment, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so b before I get to my question, <laughs> I, I work in college athletics. So my question to you is you have a quiet strength coach? <laughs> Do I have a what? So your your strength coach is quiet. I, I, that doesn't compute. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, um, I'm. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, oh no. Okay. I uh, um, I'm looking at the the question on the uh, on the sheet here. Uh, Chuck, first, uh, the asterisk goes before the end. Uh, okay. Point of order, and uh, this will all make <laughs> this will all make sense in a second. <laughs> They had a copyright issue, right? So it was in the middle, and then uh -huh. they had to change it so that it went before the end uh -huh. because they it was something about management. They had I'm to going, rename I'm going the my band. album covers here. Yeah, Chuck. yeah. Okay, okay, All right. okay. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Oh, I was a huge NSYNC fan. I think Justin Timberlake is like the star of this generation. Yes. Right. The correct answer. Correct answer. Correct answer. Okay. What? <laughs> Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Pineapple on pizza, yes. Yes. Mm. I just went back down to my. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hawaiian pizza is a thing. Thank uh, you. Yeah, my Thank my you. wife loves pineapple on the pizza, Hawaiian pizza, and I tolerate it, but it's not my favorite. <laughs> Follow up question: Is a hot dog a sandwich? Mm. No. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I knew you were my you favorite for a reason. The disappoint <laughs> disappointed you. look on Jonathan's face right now. <laughs> you so much. Um, so I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyways, just because why not? East Coast versus West Coast. Which one would you pick? I'm a West Coast baby. Uh, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figured I'd check. <laughs> I mean, have you been to the beaches in North Carolina yet? I've never been to the coast of North Carolina yet. What? Oh, you got to go. Oh, guys, I need to get a light. Come on. Yeah, no, no. Just, it's Wrightsville Beach. is two hours straight. straight. Take 40, straight 40 all and the way. all the way down. Yep. You're there. Okay, I need to check that out. Yeah. Maybe yes. during our International World Cup break in June or something. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? You know, I've never been into either. Mm. Mm. Fair enough. It's crazy. I never got into them. I, I couldn't pick one because I don't know enough about them. I feel like I'd be cheating on them. So I, I just don't know. <laughs> Donuts. Dunkin' or Krispy Kreme? Krispy. Yes! Mm. Ah, awesome. Or rise. Or rise. Or rise. Yeah, you can't forget about rise they now. Got, they got the courage. They donut. have the courage. Donut. That rise is making themselves known. I love what they're doing with us. So cool, right? I love it. I, you might say we had a hand in that. We, like a little a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if we hadn't gotten that stick from the Seattle rain support. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. It, the backstory. I don't know if you know the backstory behind this, McCall, um, about how the donut came to be. 
pettiness is my favorite thing. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, what? We just played Seattle? Yeah. And some fan commented on somebody's profile. I was like, well, you guys don't have a donut named after you, so you ain't that great. And we were like, challenge accepted. <laughs> so we asked, <laughs> we asked a bunch of donut shops because there's, there's like maybe three or four local donut shops around here. It's amazing. It's like beer. It's like breweries around here. Yeah, it's so great. Donuts and beer. That's what we do. <laughs> and Rise... Cameron Village was like, sure, we'll make some. <laughs> so it was that easy. <laughs> okay. See, look at you guys making positive change in the culinary. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. That's what, what we do. Them. That's what we do. We just it's that six, six point weekend bump. That's <laughs> there what we go. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Morning or evening person? Okay. Interesting. Because when I wake up in the morning, I'm like so excited for life. And I'm like, ooh, a new day. Let's go like two awesome things but then at night is like when my brain turns on the most and I could like literally write an essay paper hmm. so That's like it takes me a while to wake up but I'm excited but at night is when I like thrive the most Ooh. okay so a little bit of both yeah. yeah a little bit of both okay yeah. <laughs> um I probably know the answer to this already again but figured I'll ask mountains or beach 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 yeah yeah what you, that's what you expect from it, a SoCal girl. Right, right? yeah. What, yeah, like, yeah, what is she going to say? Yeah, yeah. I grew up a barefoot beach bum, so yeah, yeah. got to stay true. There yeah. you go. Uh, what uh, What are some of your pre-match rituals? Um, for me, just make sure that I get a good proper meal and get enough energy in. So I eat really clean and clean food. Uh, make sure I get my hydration. Um, make sure I get enough rest. And I do like a lot of recovery. So whether it's like rolling out, um, using the Normatec brush legs, um, you know, doing everything that I can to make sure that my body is ready. And um, I do quite a bit of like, I guess, just like mental relaxation mixed with um, imagination. So I'm imagining great things that'll go on in the game, imagining things that may happen, how I'd handle them, how I'll lead the team. Um, you know, if this happens, you know, how I can pick her up or change it here or do this and that. So I'm, I'm very, like, solution-oriented when I do have these images. I'm like, okay, this happens. I'll be prepared. I can do this. I'll help her there. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but obviously not thinking too much where I stress myself out. So just finding a nice balance of being prepared and but being calm at the same time. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. I've never heard anybody take that, like, method before. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. You're, you're, like, visualizing. Yeah. Yes. Visualizing winning. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Who's the uh, toughest opponent that you've played against? Honestly, I I don't fear anyone. Oh, <laughs> um, Put it on a TIFO. Yeah, Put it on a TIFO. That's, that's not meant to sound any type of way except for the fact that I have confidence in our squad um, and in myself that uh, no matter who we're meeting on the pitch that day, I know that we, we there's a possibility for us to win. You know, there's, there's no one that I step on the field and I'm like, ooh, I don't know if we can do this today. Ooh. Every single day I believe that we can and we will win. So. That's definitely going on a TIFO. That's going on a TIFO. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know. Direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who was the most underrated player you've ever played with or against? That's a fabulous question. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't think Kiwi gets enough pump. Mm. I think she's one of the best center racks in the world. And um, for some reason, nobody ever really talks about her. But for me, um, you know, she's just firstly a solid human being and such a solid pro. She is so absolutely professional. She's so fit. She's so mentally strong. She's just a full package as far as, you know, a player and a leader and her experience. And, um, you know, Abby Ursag, she's just been a real joy for me to play with these past few years. I would say second is McCall Sorboni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chronically okay. underrated player. I think even uh, Darian says, when we yeah. asked a question to Darian, she said you. Yes. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Scoring points. <laughs> uh, what is the most embarrassing song currently on your playlist? Okay. Middle is so overplayed. It's almost like I can't hear it one more time, but every time it comes on, I'm still dancing to it. So it's like, you know, and then once it plays, I'm like, meet me in the middle. And it's like, oh, that's enough. Who has the worst taste in music in the locker room? Oh, gosh, you know what? We're kind of like, you're not allowed on 
on you can't plug in the aux if your if your song sucks. So <laughs> we have like three or four people who have like really good playlists, and that's like really all we all we hear about. I think Paul Riley. Like sometimes he'll show up early in the morning. He doesn't know anyone's there. And he's like blasting this like horrible rock music, and I'm like, how <laughs> do you like this? <laughs> <laughs> It's just all Liverpool artists. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just you'll never walk alone four times yeah. on repeat. <laughs> God, kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, staying in, staying with the uh, music. Best concert or musical that you've ever been to? Oh, jeez. Okay, so there's this um, music festival in Las Vegas every year. Every year, it's called Life Is Beautiful, and I may just love it because of the title, but. Um, Basically, it's just every genre of music and everybody just loving on each other. And it's just this huge, beautiful environment of, like, life is beautiful, man. Like, enjoy it. There's art. There's culinary exhibitions. There's motivational speakers. There's music, like I said, of every genre. So, for me, life is beautiful is just, like, a three-day fest of, like, what humanity should be about. So, for sure, that's the best ever. Good plug for the festival there. Indeed. Uh, did you yes. have Did you have any nicknames growing up or currently? Um, yeah, everybody calls me Collie, or that's kind of like my favorite thing that people call me. Um, my family calls me that. Um, all my college teammates call me that, and all my close friends call me Collie. So that's kind of like my most near and endearing name. All right. Uh, best and worst away day city. That's the worst what? Away day city. Like, places you, like, for soccer, if you would travel to them, like, um, like, Portland's really good, but Houston's really crappy or something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't say Right. That. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, honestly, it just has all to do with our schedule. Um, you know, if we got to go to, if we got to go to Portland on a Wednesday and then go to Orlando on a Saturday, it's just really tough Ooh. to kind of mm. recover your body and travel all those miles and do that, but. But, I mean, generally, you know, every every environment and every team gets to bring something that's difficult. I love a challenge. So anytime it's difficult, I love it. So, um, you know, most people wouldn't like those things. But anytime it's tough for me or the squad, I like it. So I can't really say that I don't like anything. <laughs> All right. Um, and is there anything that you want to say or plug uh, or say to the fans before we, uh, before we let you go? Yes. I would like to say that... <clears throat> I appreciate everything that the community and the fans have done for us already and to grip on tight because we're only going up and growing up and we're going to do this together. We're going to build this women's soccer thing. We're going to build this North Carolina thing and we're going to be a power club and something to remember and something to stay forever. And I'm just so glad that everyone that's already been a part of it and everyone that's already on this train um, to keep on chugging along. And thank you for all the experiences that you've given us and Let's go and have some more good ones. That is awesome. What a way to end this uh, interview. So thank you very much, McCall, for spending the time to talk with us tonight. And we wish you all the best. Um, if Thank you so much, you guys. You guys are awesome. And I know I'll see you soon. You guys are the best. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank and, you. And if you score, the next time you score, if you do a little dance, we'll know it's about it's for us, right? Just oh, just between us. Maybe yeah. I should just run over to the supporters section. That's what I'm gonna do next time. Uh, yeah. yes. Yes. yes, yes, do it. Yeah, we'll even, if, <laughs> even if it's even if you're shooting and scoring in the north stand, you know, pull an Emmanuel Adebayor and just run the entire length <laughs> yes. of the field and make it happen. That was a classic moment. A solid 120 for the group. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call. Thanks so to, much. Feel yeah. free to pull an Austin to lose. And jump into the stand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know. Ask Austin yeah. About Austin. Yeah. Did Austin even make it over the fit? No. No. no quite. We'll help you up. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, Thank, guys. Thank, Thank you, you. McCall. Thank you, McCall. All right. I'll see you soon. Thank you, yes. McCall. See you, you Saturday. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. So that was McCall Zerboni. Again, thank you, McCall, for, uh, for taking the time out to be with us and. Uh, she said a lot of really cool things. Uh, was, I was I was saying like when we took a break, I was like, man, that run through a freaking wall for her now, you know, like her and Paul. <laughs> Pretty um, much. This <laughs> is really cool. So, um, well, guys, thank you very much for listening. Of course, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company and Beautiful Game Network. So check them out online. Um, we're also friends of the pod Soccer and Sweet Tea. Yep. 
And you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Six Point Weekend. You can leave us a review on iTunes, which apparently people are still doing, what? which is really cool. So we have we have nine reviews right now. Oh Perfect gosh. five stars. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So keep that up. And uh, thank you all very much. We'll see you next week. See you next week. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye.